Hi, and welcome to episode 289 of No Crying in Baseball, the You Say Rayleigh, I Say Raleigh. Well, today I say both um, episode. <laughs> my name is Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey, I, I'm really relieved there because I feel like I'm already saying too much today. So if you say both the Rayleigh and the Raleigh, I'll just sit back and okay, and be, be cool with the with the pronunciation. Hey, um, what's special about today? Today is Game Seven. Is that what you're talking about? Who loves a Game Seven? We oh, we, I, we as, love Game Seven. As a podcast, we, yes. we we endorse Game Sevens. And I just want to point out before we wait, get wait, rolling, what did you say? You said games seven. There we, you we, go. We really appreciate games seven. Gotcha. Yeah. Get get your grammar straight, folks. This That's is right. like mothers-in-law and attorneys general. Games, That's right. games seven. seven. The adjective is the seven. Yes. Absolutely. So I um, I just wanted to point out that I'm not wearing a baseball shirt, but that's because of our our gear algorithm. We've in case you've missed it on previous episodes, <laughs> we've always said that when you go to a game, if you're not wearing like the home team's shirt, you have a couple of options. You know, if you're from somewhere else or whatever, you could wear a like if you're going to a baseball game, you could wear another baseball shirt. Mm-hmm. If you go to a hockey game, you could wear another team's hockey shirt. Or you could wear another sport of the city you're in. Does it have to be the city you're in? Can it be one of the teams that are playing? So this, I'm asking mm. this question because I was wondering if we were about to break this because we went to see the O's Red Sox game on Tuesday night with my cousin who happened to be visiting from out of town. And when I asked him to bring a, a Red Sox cup with him, um, or I suggested that it might be mm. a good idea, he said that he couldn't find one, but he had a New England Revolution cap that he was going to bring. Mm. So he did bring the revs cap, but we who, subbed who, him who, out. Who is the New England uh, soccer? Soccer MLS. Ah, okay. So it would have been. It was the right colors for the Red Sox, but it would have been a soccer cap from the visiting team. Would that have been a faux pas, or should I have let him do it? You know, well, we did let him do it. Um, no, no, he, he borrowed a cap from us. Okay, that's that's better. Yeah, yeah okay, because I, I didn't notice that. Um, I I would have been irked, but I would have been polite because he was your <laughs> guest. Is your guest? Right. Yeah, I, I don't. So we got by them. Yeah. So I, I think you know. Again, it's stupid rules, and we okay. make them. So that's what. But I wanted to point out that <laughs> since we're going to watch a game seven, yeah. For um, well, I believe in this house we're rooting for the Bruins. Yes, Is that we are. right? I was, yes. It was a lucky guess. Um, I'm wearing a Washington Capitals shirt. It's a really good one. It's a very good Washington Capitals shirt because mm-hmm. it's hockey, and I couldn't find my. Right. Puck is like the baseball for hockey shirt. That, that's my favorite. That would have been the perfect that's thing. But cool. I'm, I am following the gear algorithm, and I hope you do too, so people like us don't mock you because of stupid rules. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. I like the the spirit with which the the Capitals enjoyed their win when they got the cup. I thought was mm. was admirable. That like partying all over sure. the town with the cup. And I wanted to point out. See, I would have worn really any Boston gear I had because that would have been okay. Except for I have none, which is Uh-oh. weird because who do I hang out with at least weekly? Right. And so I've never been gifted any any Boston gear by anyone. Yeah, ever. and I, and and I realize like this would be like certain teams, but you know if we root really hard and we put you know some cosmic influence on the game tonight and the Bruins take it all and make it to the Stanley Cup, you will get on Dad's list. Really? So Dad's, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're gonna get on Dad's list. And then actually, if you're open to basketball, like this has been a crazy week for people following Boston sports because both the Bruins and the Celtics have like lifted our hopes and then smashed them back down. And then luckily the Celtics went back up. So I'm hoping that the Bruins go back up too. But the Celtics also have, you know, some chance of getting the championship and that'd be lovely green gear. Sure. Sure. I think I, I'm going to hold out for hockey. I'd have more <laughs> opportunities to wear that. And I, it just occurred to me that we did actually see somebody wearing a Boston shirt 
at the game we went to this week when we saw when the Red Sox were being hosted by the Orioles this week, and it was the one game that the Orioles lost. I'm not bitter about that. But the guy in front of me, clearly an O's fan, I didn't appreciate really anything about him because he was very oh. mouthy about a lot yep. of things. His shirt did say the Red Sox suck. Right. So that would have actually made the algorithm, but not the spirit of the law. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, I was not happy with that. And there were weird reports about O's fans being particularly um, – I don't know if the nasty is the right word to Red Sox relief pitchers in the bullpen. And I mm. actually defended the O's because I didn't see anything. I mean, we, we were, were right, right next there. to yeah. the bullpen. Yeah. And I really no, didn't see anything. No, what were we right anything. next to? We were, well, we were right next to the bullpen. What were right. we exactly right next to? Exactly right next it was, to. It was vocabulary that I was surprised you didn't know. Oh, shit. Because there was, there was space between what us was and that? the bullpen. Yeah, and what was that called? The batter's eye. Yeah, I still... Yeah, mm, no, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a thing. I, I yeah. totally... It's not We were next to the batter's vocabulary. eye. On the other side of the batter's eye was right. the two um, the two bullpens. So apparently if I had been in the batter's eye, maybe I would have gotten a better view of whatever was happening to the relief pitchers. But I swear to God, if somebody had been throwing something at them, I think we would have noticed. It was probably somebody getting mouthy and... Um, and, and like like one or two people getting mouthy, and right. I'm really glad that the Boston relief pitchers rose above that and didn't yes. get suspended in the a la Anthony Rendon. Right, right. Getting Just ticked off at like one fan being stupid. Right. One <laughs> of them almost lost the game. It was a little stressful there for a while. The rally caps were absolutely impressive. And then Kenley Jansen and... We did, we did see a Cedric Mullins Grand Slam, which was pretty yeah. cool. Lots yeah. of points for Mr. Potty Mouth. Yes. That was nice. Yeah, absolutely. You can enjoy it. You guys won. It was fun. Okay. It was fun. Yeah, was fun. I mean, I mean, clearly we're at the bottom of the AL East and the Orioles are, like, they would be at the top if Tampa wasn't so weird. And well, they're, I, they're actually, well, yeah, so they're in second place in the entire American yeah. League based on record, but, um, so they would be better than AL Anybody Central else. and AL West. But yeah, but Tampa Bay is running away with things right now. Right. Right. I just, I had a happy moment today while we were watching the Red Sox that again, like squeaked out that win at the end. We were trying to leave the house because we had to do some errands and I was a little bit glued to the game and the Red Sox were up, I think barely, I think it was like two to one at that point. And Connor Wong was up to bat and I've been doubtful for him. I think a little bitter about the whole, whole um, Jorge Alfaro thing, not making the team. But I said to Mr. Potty Mouth, all right, we can leave right after this home run. And then boom, his home run, but not only, and I didn't know this at the time, not only did it hit a home run, it went over the monster, and it was his first career MLB home run. That was and because I called you, that it was you. seconds before, exactly. Nicely done. I'm feeling very powerful well, I think that, that whoever caught that ball should give it to you. <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah. Track them down. It's like, no, trust me. Right. I called this. This was all about it. me. Right. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. Hey, wait, can I just say that we, we left the hockey topic before we mm. talked about what we're drinking. We're drinking a oh, theme yes. beer. We're drinking <laughs> Pucker. Pucker. It took me so long to understand why that was a theme. Yeah, Pucker. Yeah. Hockey. It's from Oak. Oh, we have an iron theme with our beers today. This, so this one is from Oak and Iron Brewing Company, which is from um, Andover, Massachusetts, you know, land of my birth-ish. And it's lovely. It's passion fruit IPA. It's location specific too. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that right. So this is a good Bruin celebration beer. After that, though, we have a little throwback to my weekend last weekend. And I just want to give a, a big shout out to our our West Coast correspondent friend. Uh, Deborah, who you guys were fantastic last week. Deborah, thank you so much. I had a great time as always with you as a co-host. So while I was away, I did bring back some beer, and it's Iron Hill. Yep, Iron Hill Brewery. That's what we're going to drink after this. It was a lovely brewery that was a block away from our hotel in Philadelphia, so that was good. Wait, does that count as my souvenir? 
Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, it, yes, in it's fact. It's just the right size and shape. Does. Yes. And we have a couple others to, to drink during the Bruins game later. Um, and, but I just want to give a, another shout out. So I, I did enjoy my time at Citizens Bank Park. I think that's the, the, the company, bank. right? Yep, that's the bank. Um, with watching the Phillies game. Phillies fans were, I thought, were lovely. But, you know, I'm from Boston. But, you know, I, I really enjoyed. It's just a sliding scale of lovely. <laughs> Sliding scale of lovely. That is so good. But the, no the batteries Phillies, were thrown. The Phillies won, which was nice for Phillies fans, and I enjoyed the game. They were playing the Rockies, but all their their runs were due to pass picks of yours. So Nick Castellanos, who is just the smoothest guy in MLB, yeah. he, he only wears his his um shirt un- unbuttoned one button, but it it looks it feels like, like more. more. <laughs> It really feels like more. Yeah. He had two home runs, one of which um, – oh, no. So he had two home runs, and also your boyfriend, Christian Pache, had a home run. And one of those home runs were when your other boyfriend, Brandon Marsh, was on base. So all of the runs scored were due to Patty Picks, and I wish you could have gotten a ton of points for that, but um, not many of them are current. Brandon – no. no Brandon was last year. Yep. Oh, yeah, nobody's current. Nobody's current. Oh, well. But they are all – only formers. Yeah. None of them are exes. So yeah. hooray! They're they're good quality boyfriends. All good guys. And yes. then and then we went north. We went to um, the the Phillies AAA team at Coca Cola Park, and and they were as the Cokies that day. The lean the Iron Pigs. How could I forget? There was fucking the pork everywhere. Pork God, stuff I'm so sorry everywhere. I missed that. Pork. My they two pork favorite race. kinds of pork won won the races in the doubleheader. I'm so excited. Ribs and bacon. Yes. I would have been beside myself with excitement. And his name is Chris P. Bacon. Is the, the, the bacon? Because he know what he knows what's yes. good. Yeah. Yeah. But they did the coquies thing. It was their it was their um fun cup. Their uh-huh. Copa de Diversión. So I was a little curious about what would happen. And it was mostly the merch. And a coqui is a, a frog from Puerto Rico that, that sounds a little chirpy. It's a little cricket. So it's, it's that, is it named for the sound? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because that's exactly, you're right, exactly what it sounds like. And they used that in between, like, just they used it a lot. I don't know if it was in between innings or if it the was after. Sound? Yes. Oh, good. And, and, and be, well, sort of, because the Woo Sox lost both games of the doubleheader that I saw, which was sad. My guy, Jorge Alfaro, did not. He stranded five guys all by himself. So every time that fucking frog started chirping, I got a little bitter. I was like, there's that fucking coquille once again. But um, what did sort of alleviate my my sadness about the Woosocks winning was um, Woosocks losing. I wish it were winning. We we had a fabulous vegan cheese steak. That, that's not a thing. <laughs> I know, cheese and steak. You, at least have the courtesy to use air quotes. Right. Well, I think oh, it should be. Wait, I have to take two more sips. I think okay. it's, it's going to be spelled with a Z and a steak with like a YK or something like that. But it was amazing. So, you know, Philly, I know Philly cheese steaks are a thing, but the vegan one, I think it it should count. Shouldn't it count? You're looking at me who, who never approves of such things. Like, don't don't pretend to be something you're not. Embrace what you are. Right. And, you know, just say, you know, right. like protein substitute for the real thing steak. Yes. Or, yeah. It was so good. It was, it was, it, it was, was so it good. Ve- so it was vegan cheese. Too. It so was, not even the cheese was real. Right. Everything was fake. Wow. But it was real food for us. All right. We got a show. We got a show. On today's show... Boyfriends, including future superheroes and current home run hitters, little tiny Dodgers, way overdue call up, the police blotter features run it out, and so much Mexico. Cheers. 
<laughs> little tiny Dodgers is making me giggle, but they, maybe that's because I finished the pucker. Oh, that's so cute. But we're not going to get to those. I wish there were more pucker. I do too. There was, we got to go back to Massachusetts. Okay. We got to hang out with dad. Okay. All right. I like and, hanging out with your dad. I'm happy to do that. Yeah. And hopefully by the time we get back, Yu Chang will be back on the Red Sox with his superpowers. How does a baseball player get superpowers? Patty has done this in, in detail in the past. Hamate injuries, recovering from a hamate injury, weirdly. It's, it's like having a child when you get like dad power. Mm. Like the night you get superpower, hitting superpower when you come back after a hamate injury. So we're full of superpower today then. So Yu Chang, unfortunately I didn't get to see him because he got hurt the, the game before we went to Camden Yards. He was at first game against the Orioles, top of the seventh. He swung and missed and winced, and something went wrong. And he had hamate surgery at um, Newton Wellesley Hospital in Massachusetts. And the, the post that I saw said that it was a su- successful left hamate excision. Excision? Yeah. So I don't know. That's like, that it's, they remove part that, of, yeah, right? Yeah, when you yeah. excise something, sure. So yeah. it's, yeah. Excision. So excision, okay. excision, success, but it was successful. That's the key word. Um, well, you, hamate may be the key word right. because of the superpower <laughs> thing, you know. All those things. All those things. I think A lot of important words, words in that phrase. Go together. <laughs> and so he also posted about, you know, a very sad, like, here's my arm with a huge cast. His Instagram post, which was not in English, said the last, well, this is what I, the, the translation showed me that it said, was that this is the last thing an athlete wants. I met today. And then it said, we'll have cranial removal surgery <laughs> on Thursday. I'm thinking that ain't right. And I'm thinking, and so I actually checked with my CPBL friends to see like how the translation was there between hamate and cranial. And they said, Huh? Like it? It really maybe hamate's not a real thing. Yeah, maybe May- they just made uh, shit up. Maybe so cranial removal, I would think, would really land you on the IL for a good length of time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You you ain't coming back from cranial right. removal. I'm right. just saying that would be a big problem. But I, I but I a special shout out to our friends uh, Jeremy and Daniel who came up with the great idea of having a team Taiwan shirt seeing as though the World Baseball Classic would not put the word Taiwan on the shirt. Mm-hmm. So I now have a Team Taiwan shirt nice. with a Taiwanese flag on the sleeve and Yu Cheng's number and name in the back because we all know he was the hero of the Taiwanese team for the World Baseball Classic. That is so much better than having a t-shirt that says cranial removal surgery. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So now I just have to hold my t-shirt for what, six to eight weeks until he comes back. Uh, Another baseball boyfriend of mine who has had actually a very good week until he got hurt, (laughs) which is actually what Yu Cheng was doing, having a good week until he got hurt. Shit, what a theme. Uh, Corbin Carroll, so fucking fast. Both of us picked him for our NL Rookie of the Year prediction. This past week, he ran a triple in 10.97 seconds. Uh, wait, a triple? He got all the way from, he, from, from home plate to, to third, third base. base. 10.97 seconds. It's the best of anybody in MLB this season. I don't know how it matches up against prior records, but holy shit, like 10 seconds? I think I could get to first base in 10 seconds. Like, oh my God. So that and that wasn't wow. even the, the most flashing impressive running that he did. He also made it from first to home in twelve point six four seconds, which is a little bit longer for the same distance. But the problem is one of his teammates was in front of him. 
so he was running from first. Gerardo Perdoma was on second. Granted, he got a better jump. On He, he was reading the, sure. the batter better. He got a better jump. But they finished neck and neck. So Perdomo went from second to home in 12.38 seconds. So oh, it's no. like <laughs> 0.3 <laughs> seconds behind him comes the guy from first. And it looks like he was just going to be crashing into him. Um, according to Sarah Langs on, uh, on Twitter, even Perdomo's uh, speed there is above average for MLB running. Well, he was scared. There was this guy running after him pretty <laughs> right. close. He's got like hearing ring, 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 or something like something like horror movie yeah. thing happening. So yeah, he right. had to hearing get going. those do, 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 the, the thumps of the feet yeah. behind. You him know what probably. they say about like you know in the zombie apocalypse, you yes. just need to be a little bit faster than the other guy. Right. Don't <laughs> hang out with Corbin Carroll during the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Unfortunately, his speed also took him crashing into the wall. Oh no! Um, when he was trying to make a catch in the outfield, and he now has a left knee contusion, which just kind of means a boo boo, right? Like a, a bump. That's he, a bruise. A contusion it, is a bruise. Exactly. Yeah. He, so he's not. He's, he's not, a grown up. We can actually say Bruce. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't have to go with Boo Boo. He's he's not going to be on the IL. It's day to day. I'm hopeful because before the contusion, he was on a eight eight game hitting streak, hitting 309 with four home runs and ten stolen bases, ready to fulfill our prediction of Rookie of the Year for National League. Can I just say that I'm glad that your ran into the wall story was different than the running to home. And then, because I was picturing him like running through home base and then like hitting that wall, that wall which that would, would be, be like me on ice skates. That's the only way I can stop on ice skates is sort of hitting the wall. Yeah. I thought, no, he's better than this. Yeah, that totally reminds me of rollerblading with your kid, actually, when we were going down little hills and I went into a tree, but not with the same Did speed. Did I not hear the tree? Okay, never I mind. No, that might have had story something for later. to do with my okay. injury. Someone By the way, has been sworn to secrecy. Okay. Yeah, just... Side note, though, now we're talking about the D-backs. So the D-backs, the D-backs are leading the NL West over, like, say, Dodgers, Padres. Like, who thought that would happen? And who thought that the Pittsburgh Pirates would also be leading their division handsomely? Especially with O'Neill Cruz out. Yes, yes, that's yes. a big one. That is a big one. Yeah, no, this is a, lo- a lot of people who kind of were, were being sneaky mm-hmm. and doing like the, the the like you know the March Madness twelve six you know like surprises are are pretty happy right now. Yeah. So good luck, folks. Wow. Um, I looked at my fantasy league because I'd like to talk about the guys who have done things that are impressive this week. Mm-hmm. Cal Raleigh is my best catcher this week. Wow. I have Adley Rutschman. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's Cal, crazy. Cal's Cal's having a good week. Uh, so Luke Luke Rayleigh, my Tampa Bay boyfriend, is that my highest rated player. Over, I, I was checked like, the last seven days, so I can mm-hmm. tell you what happened this week specifically. So Luke Rayleigh was way above everybody else. Cal Raleigh is not too far behind him. Miles Straw's in the middle. But again, I talk about Miles Straw a lot, so I'm skipping that story. But Cal, Cal Raleigh and Luke Rayleigh... Not just for alliterative purposes, yeah. but they also both homered twice today. Wow. Today. Both, both of, them. of them. Both of them. Yes. So one of the things that I'm amused about with Luke is that um, fantasy baseball, Yahoo insists he's an mm-hmm. outfielder, but he's been playing first base a whole bunch. I don't need any more first baseman, so it's fine. What I need oh, are... so it works. Well, what I need are second, third, and shortstop uh. because those folks are largely on the IL or ones who are not are not mm-hmm. playing. I don't have backup, mainly because of O'Neill Cruz. I kept thinking, oh, I've got all of these people. And I don't, but I apparently I'm just 
lousy with first baseman. And so I, it doesn't matter, really, if, if Luke is first. So basically, he got moved to first. He was corner outfield before, so now he's corner infield. When G-Man Choi went to Pittsburgh, it's like, okay, we're going to start playing uh, you at first base. So he's been kind of working, uh, sharing with, with the Andy Diaz in that first base position. But his OPS for this week is 1.154, which is pretty damn good. He had his first three-hit game of the season on Thursday. He went three for five over the White Sox, including a home run, a double, three RBI, and he scored two runs. So Luke, not bad. Like you know, he was riding my bench for a while, and yeah. I threw him in because you know one of my outfielders wasn't playing that day, and I said, "Oh, look, he's doing great." Oh, yeah, no, he's staying. Nice. He's absolutely staying. And my flock of pitchers, however, I have the Rangers. And you may note, uh, that was the other thing we didn't note, was the Rangers yeah. are leading their division. Did you see them against the Yankees today? They were beating them like 14-1 to 1 when I last checked. So the Rangers are killing it. I have the Rangers pitching squad. The pitchers are not killing it. It's all oh. offense for the Rangers. And yeah. Jacob deGrom huh. has just gone on the 15-day IL for elbow Ooh. inflammation, which is not going to help me get any points for my pitchers. So, yeah, I, th- I keep seeing the Rangers winning all these games, and I think, oh, that's going to really help me. My my fantasy uh, placement's going to go way the heck up, and I would be wrong about that. Well, they only let up two runs to the Yankees today. Final score, 15-2. to two. Bless you, Rangers. Woo! That is awesome. Woo! I, I have some uh, Dodgers boyfriends who have, and I didn't say this at the beginning. If, if you're new to oh, No right. Crying in Baseball, we do this baseball boyfriend thing where throughout the offseason, we each pick one guy per team, and we pick, pick different guys every year. So if you want to hear some background information about any of the guys that we talk about, just look at our offseason, or better yet, listen to them. Listen to our <laughs> offseason podcast. <laughs> But uh, for a very long time, Mookie Betts was what I thought was going to be my once and forever boyfriend since we can keep one guy, only one guy every year. But then he went to the Dodgers and I let him go. He's still a lovely human being, um, but he's one of a flock of Dodgers who had babies this past week. And this is... This week, not this season, but this this week, week. This week. So four... Dodgers. I want to do math and count back nine months. So that's what I did. So this is this <laughs> is for you. This is where I feel sad that we we record way after like the the news comes out and Twitter has a field day with it because I feel like I started these notes before Twitter went wild on this and every article that I looked up like today was just huh Dodgers babies this week. What happened nine months ago? You know what happened nine months ago? And I did the math on this. I swear to God, All Star break. Oh, a little vacation time. Yes. Everybody's relaxed. <laughs> right. They have a few days at home. And they go to Hawaii, they, hang out on the beach with their spouses. Right. Sure. I'm sure that's what, exactly what happens. Yep. So Mookie Betts, who I, I'm pretty sure was an all-star, but, you know, still had well, a couple days Well, maybe he was off. really happy with himself <laughs> right. about being an all-star. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Baby number two, Kaj Lynn Betts. Lynn is, is Mookie's middle name, too, which works for It's Mookie. my middle name. Mookie Betts and I have the same middle name. Wow. But his makes him MLB. Your mine makes PLM. mine PLM, which yeah. has it's, nothing to do with anything, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's still the same middle name. That, that is pretty cool. So now you also have that in common with his second child. Uh, un, un, unreal, though, after coming back from paternity leave, which I found out for MLB players is capped at three days. They get three days of paternity leave during well, the se- I mean, they got a job to do, right? Yeah, which they can't really put off mm-hmm. a whole lot, and they don't actually have the children. Right. So there's a little less. I mean, clearly we want the dads right. to be around. Right. Their newborns and their spouses who did all the damn work. Yes. But I understand why in a limited time, that, sort that of happens. active time of job. Yeah. Yeah. Although it gets it gets complicated in the next guy. But to, to finish with Mookie, um, he's, he came back 
and had his first career appearance starting at shortstop. Not starting, he came in late. So he actually got drafted as a shortstop, but he hadn't played since then. He's been in the outfield for a very long time. So when I saw a, an interview with him, he said, like in his brain, he had played shortstop for more time, but it was right up until he started actually playing professionally. But he just jumped right in, had a super sexy jump throw, double play situation. And was that know, the dad power thing? It might, there you go. That's right. Almost as good as having your hair right. made excised. Damn, my excised. And dad power. Uh, so, so the guy that I was talking about, like the unfortunate three-day cap thing, was Evan Phillips, oh. who, if you do the math with him, it doesn't quite fit with the all-star break. I mean, it makes a nice little story. But his baby was premature. Oh. Actually due early June. Baby's fine. Mom's fine. Everything worked out well. But in those situations, it's just a little bit more tense. And they actually let him take one more day. But what freaked everybody out is they put it down as bereavement, which is not <gasps> even oh, like close. And so like uh, there was a moment where people were concerned, like, what happened here? Oh, no. Everybody's OK. Somebody just checked off the wrong box. It, yeah. the, or maybe yeah. that was how to get him an extra day. day maybe. I don't, I don't yeah. know. But he, he wow. got to welcome little Bo Gray Phillips. Gray is not my middle name. No, <laughs> not mine either. Max Muncy, also a former boyfriend of mine, on April 24th had baby number two, Wyatt James Muncy. That is true to brand and right there. Wyatt, Wyatt. Yeah, that seems right for Max. Wyatt James Muncy, that works. And Brewster Gratterall, uh, who I think, I think his baby was born on the 27th. It's a little bit big. I'm trying to po- paste it together from his Instagram posts. Baby girl, Aria. He uh, had beautiful, smiley face with the baby. Before the birth, he had, I don't know, can you have pre-birth dad powers? Or is it like that that anxiety, like working up to the birth or something? It's like the, instead of nesting? Yes. <laughs> that, that's, it's the baseball player version of nesting. That's exactly what he did. Because he had gone 6.2 straight scoreless innings and had lowered his ERA over that time from 6.75 to 2.53. Wow. So I'm hoping that continues now that he's back with the dad powers so not to be left out of this situation cody bellinger who had been a notable dodger for a while but is no longer also had a baby this past week so was there a pitch clock violation involved with that the birth i'm sorry baby took too long strike good good plan good plan so his baby was born on uh, april 23rd and it was baby number two there are more babies coming to the dodgers uh caleb ferguson his wife carissa is due soon i couldn't find any more information but well like i was just gonna have a c name yeah yeah caleb carissa yep yep uh I was wondering how this is going to affect sort of the the player. I don't know if morale is the right word or just the, the vibe. Interact, the vibe. That's it. In the clubhouse. Like, are they going to be talking about, like, poop? Like, you know, just remember, like, those babies days. Like, I've never talked about poop so much in my entire life. Or feeding or sleeping. Like, these guys, like, how are the dad powers and the sleep deprivation right, sure. going to combine sure. there? Is there going to be a Dodgers daycare? I don't There's know. There's got to already be a Dodgers yeah. daycare. There better be. It's going to be a very full Let's talk Dodgers to the union daycare. and find out. Yep. I'm checking that CBA out yeah. to see if there's a daycare. So tiny little Dodgers. I think that's so cute. <laughs> little <laughs> tiny Dodgers. Oh, all right. I have more to say. One more boyfriend. Um, Shay Langeliers, who I don't think I've ever <laughs> figured out how to actually pronounce his game. My A's boyfriend. Nice to see the A's doing something good. And I know you're going to be adding to the A's information in just a moment. 
but he hit the second home run that was allowed by Shohei Otani this season. The first was in the same game, hit by your previous pick from 2022, Brent Rooker. So... Not, not, these are not names you would expect to be able to hit a homer off right. of Shohei Otani. Right. The first two home runs that he lets up are to the Oakland Athletics, and both of which are picks of ours. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Good news. Well, let's move on to the police blotter. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about MLB actually being the um, the rule breaker, even though they're not really copping to it here. Huh. You may Do remember from <laughs> last week that we talked about the A's purchasing land in Las Vegas, basically signaling that they are moving the team from Oakland yeah. to Las Vegas. Did I say Las Vegas? I, I meant Las Vegas. I don't know what yeah. I said. Okay, good. I think so. Good, because I'm drinking this orange stuff, which <laughs> apparently so has alcohol in it. Yes, it does. As it turns out. So it's not it just fruit, like stuff. I was led to believe. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But anyhow, there. we're going to talk in a later episode about the fans' reaction, because there's been more of it, and mm-hmm. the sort of fallout. When we talked last week it was all fresh it was all new yeah it was really about we just bought this property now there's been a week to marinate in it but we're gonna give it two weeks to marinate it but the one thing that happened that made the police blotter is a bunch of fans hung signs like bedsheet sized signs on the wall and right field of the oakland Col- coliseum friday night with things like sell sell the team if you're not going to take care of the mm-hmm. team sell the damn team Fisher out, right? And then the um, he's the, the owner of the team. And there was one about the... Yeah, so, so a lot of the people that have lead roles in this move to Vegas were getting cited. And the giant... The, all the signs fit whatever the standards the team has. Like, you're allowed to bring those signs and none of mm-hmm. them were vulgar or political or what, whatever the things are that you can't do. They, they fit the bill. So when you watched the game, you could see the those signs hanging on the wall in right field the next day however when mlb sends out its you know home run highlights and things like that those signs were cropped out which people noticed immediately because it was kind of a big deal that those signs (laughs) were there people were running side by side videos saying here here they are here they aren't what the heck is going on this is censorship what is happening here and we're a little familiar with this because of the world baseball classic how the tv broadcast did a really careful job of not showing any of the cuba protest signs that we could see everywhere inside and then also outside the ballpark an mlb spokesperson once it was pointed out loudly and frequently on social media (laughs) said we were unaware of the edit that edit is not consistent with our policy so we've fixed it so really? I, they fixed it? They did fix it. They wow. did fix it. So if you look up that same highlight, the same home run that they showed. It's with, there now. It's there now. I'm reading this as that particular spokesperson was not aware of the edits, so therefore they spoke the truth. I don't mm-hmm. know, but it, it feels really weird. If it, like, really, really? Like, yeah. Somebody had to make that decision. You know it wasn't the person who's, you know, probably, you know, the minimum wage job it right. is to, cro- you know, crop these yeah, these highlights wasn't going to say, oh, I shouldn't show this. Somebody said, don't show this. Yeah, and and it's amazing that they didn't have the foresight to think that people would notice and complain. And I'm guessing like a whole team of MLB lawyers got together and said, yeah, this looks bad. You got to fix this. Yeah, pretty much so. Our next uh, stop in the police blotter, 
when I saw the headlines, I thought, oh, Potty Mouth is going to dig this. It's going to be fun. And then it turns out to be gross. Ish. I think it's still hysterical, but that's well, okay. I, you know, as, as, know as a recent HR professional, mm. I'm not feeling good about this. So Marley Rivera, ESPN reporter, she's a really high-profile Hispanic yeah. reporter, and she specializes in covering Hispanic players. She's got a niche. Caught on video because the people involved were, in fact, reporters who had camera crews there caught her screaming in Spanish at a freelance reporter whose name is Ivan Gaita. I think it's Yvonne. I think Yvonne, it's Yvonne. Yvonne. I-V-O-N. Yeah. 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 Yvonne? Is that, is that Yvonne? Yeah. Okay. There's an accent Thank over you. you. Yep. You know, there wasn't one in the report that I read. Really? Oh, oh The one I read had the accent Good. over Okay. So Yvonne. Yvonne Gaita. Near the batting cages at Yankee Stadium. So here I'm like, okay, great. We've got a woman screaming obscenities near the Yankees. This is totally a potty mouth thing. She's going to love this. Yep. So Yvonne asked if Marley was okay because apparently Marley was kind of spinning out. To which Marley replies, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you speak English now. In front of Aaron Judge, who was in the batting cage, and a bunch of kids who were around. And then said, what a fucking C word. I knew Which you wouldn't was, say that. <laughs> no, it's a horrible word. I don't think it's so bad. It's a horrible word. Uh, so caught on camera, right? Yeah. And there was an investigation. Yeah. Because you can't hide that because it was in front of a bunch of witnesses and right. caught on camera. And apparently they found a bunch of other incidences of her being inappropriate, flipping people off. Marley Rivera, really? Marley Rivera. Huh. Swearing at other people, calling other people names. On a regular basis, you know, English, Spanish, white, Hispanic, uh, she does not discriminate in who she mouths off to, apparently. And there is a whole file about her causing a toxic work environment. This is where I say this is no longer an adorable sort of, you know, mouthy woman journalist. This is somebody who basically is a problem. problem. So so she's been fired. The the little bit I saw that maybe was from her perspective was that she had this interview lined up with Aaron Judge and Mm -hmm. she was supposed to be doing this and Yvonne sort of just sort of landed there and started talking and got Yvonne is freelance, by the way, which I think is important to this because the ESPN reporter probably did have a yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she so she was just pissed off that she, you know, has this interview and somebody else is butting in. I think another key part of this is did you know that Yvonne is the wife of MLB Vice President of Communications? Yes. So I think that might have gotten Marley in trouble. A little. Like, if you're saying that this is like a pattern with her, this is probably that straw that broke the camel's back because she did it to the wrong person at the wrong time. Right. So Marley did say, I feel like I'm being singled out. And yeah. that's what she pointed to. Mm-hmm. But then when they did the investigation, she does this a lot. Wow. And that's not okay. Yeah. That is not appropriate for the workplace. Well, she's a Yankees fan, so I'm okay with it. Is she a Yankees <laughs> yes, fan? she is. She's a, oh, Yankees. Well. She's a big Yankees reporter. Well, then we're not surprised yep. at all. Nah, uh, no, no. Uh, your boyfriend? Yeah. Luis Robert too, from yeah. the White Sox was benched. He was benched okay. after the second inning on Saturday because not only did he not run out what might have been a single, ESPN referred to what he did as jogging lightly. So the best side-by-side I saw was a video of him doing this run right next to Tony Larusa doing like a very similar jog. And oh being sort of like, and, and he's not there anymore, but it was like very- But Tony Larusa is like 8,000 years yeah. old and it looked pretty yeah. similar. So the, uh, the, the coaches trying to 
give him a break and the press said, well, it was a mental lapse. You know, we expect more. It was a mental lapse. Right. Robert did not help himself at all by saying, well, I hustled a lot the day before and my legs were tired. So I was trying to be more conservative. And if you read a longer interview, the, uh, the rest of the context, I didn't want to tell anybody because then they wouldn't let me play. Oh. But the fact is, if you can't play, <laughs> you probably should, in fact, yeah. tell somebody rather than give up what should have been a hit. So he was not, in fact, in today's lineup for the White Sox. But I'm sure he's learned his lesson. I hope so. I hope so. So fun baseball is happening in Mexico. Right now, as we are recording, it is the end of the second game of the Giants-Padres matchup in Mexico. And this is this, shit, I can't remember what it's called. It's like this international games that are happening. And there's something happening later this year in England, or later this season in England. And this is, and um, the Yankees-Red Sox did this 2019 in England. And so, you know, stuff is happening internationally to make the game popular and, and grow and uh, especially get MLB out there across the globe. So this was the first game, though, to actually be played in Mexico City. There have been five games played in Mexico before, but the Valen Albin and Monterrey, which is closer to, you know, California, Baja California, and the Padres played in three of those Monterrey games, a total of seven games, but the Giants had not played in Mexico yet. They are playing at Estadio Alfredo Arp Elu, which is the home of the Diablos Rojos, which is referred to as the Red Devils. It's a beautiful stadium. Have you seen pictures or videos of it? No. It is so cool. It's really well designed. It was built in 2019, and it has these sort of wings that I think cover all of the stands, you know, except for outfield. Like, and I think it's just it makes sense to cover from sun, to cover from rain. And it, plus it looks kind of funky. It's like this, you know, just flight, like like wings kind of covering the stadium. Uh, it's named after the owner of the Diablos Rojos, which, you know, I guess he put the money up to get the new stadium or made it happen. He's also a minority owner of the Padres. And these were counted as Padres home games. Um, I saw a little bit of a clip of somebody going into the store to try to find some Diablos Rojos gear, you know, while you're there. And there was none. It was all MLB stuff. So I think MLB kind of clamped down on this as a, you know, and a moneymaker, shall we say. Well, yeah. I mean, they're there to promote yeah. Major League Baseball. So yeah. they're going to use think all there, available space. They'd be like a corner. Like, I'm thinking when I went to, to Coca-Cola Park to see the, the Iron Pigs, there was the, the Coquise stuff, like front and center. But there was still Iron Pig stuff in the back. It's the same team, though. Yeah. You know that, right? It is. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. They, but they put on different uniforms. Yeah, okay. I get it. It would just be nice if they had a little bit of a Diablo's corner in the store. Um, clearly, Mexico is a great. It's it's just the timing worked out perfectly. They've clearly been plan, planning this for a long time. But after their surprise, really showing in the semis for World Baseball Classic, it shows Mexico is as just this baseball um, fandom that is. It's a hot spot. Like they're ready for something like this. What I love about it and what we love about when we talk about baseball boyfriends is when it goes beyond the field, when baseball becomes part of the community and people give back. So both teams did this before the actual games played. On Friday, the Padres visited Liga Olmeca Little League. 
So this is a little league with over 200 kids and they did a clinic and the guys were there. And that's the other thing. Like we like to see the guys on the ground. So Xander Bogarts, Nelson Cruz, Matt Carpenter. If you look at the Padres Instagram, it just has super cute pictures with all these guys hanging out with little kids in Mexico, encouraging them to play little league. So, you know, what what else can you do to grow the game? Giants did also very cool. They did a play ball event at a youth diamond right outside of the stadium with kids from the John Langdon Down Foundation. And this is they had the name is also in Spanish. Um, and uh, we can put a link to the website, but it's for kids with Down syndrome. And so, of course, Jock Peterson, who's on the Giants, who's, who we've talked about uh, his brother with Down sy- syndrome, was very involved, as well as other Giants. So another really just good thing to do while you're there. Uh, if you haven't noticed, the games have been super fun to watch. Yesterday's game, the final score was 11 to 16 with the Padres <laughs> beating, uh, beating the Giants. It's at 7,350 feet is the altitude. For comparison, Coors Field is 5,200 feet. And that's so we're the talking, Mile High Stadium. Yes. And this is the stadium that everybody talks about. You know, the ball's flying, more home runs. 2,000 feet higher is what they're playing at. I'm so bad at geography that I would not have guessed that. Mm-hmm. I would not have guessed that. It's it's impressive. And so we were talking about it in our little Twitter chat and our and our friend Meredith the astrophysicist said, forget a humidor, they need an oxygen tank for the visiting team. <laughs> and so that like actually leads to a whole nother discussion because this altitude has def- different effects. Like it's got the yeah, the balls are going to fly effect. But man, when I went to Quito a few years ago and that's around the same the same altitude but I believe no, it's 9000. I had a hard time walking or like I there was no way I could have run. So thinking about these guys running, I was like, huh, how is the running game going to be? And they probably could not go early to acclimate. Right, right. I mean, they were they just have a there. schedule to keep, damn it. But meanwhile, and, and I think also, also uh, affects you worse as you age, shall we say? Because when I went with my kid and we went hiking, the kid who at that point was not in great shape totally beat me going up the mountain because I just couldn't fucking breathe. And I and I just attribute it to old lady syndrome. Yet, El- Nelson Cruz today, I think he's Not just, an old lady. Yeah, but an old guy. Just he, to he, point that out. He hit a triple, which is which brings him into a series cycle. Is that a thing? Like a cycle it for can a series? Be, because we can make up our own stats. That, we're going to make that up because yesterday he had everything but a triple and today he hit a triple. So therefore- sure. He has a series cycle. So yay, Nelson Cruz. Um, the Saturday game had 11 home runs. I would love to compare that. Like, how many games have 11 home runs? Six by San Diego. Only one person hit two, and I didn't look up who it was. Um, and five by San Francisco. Do you think it might have been Manny Machado? I don't know. Hmm. I do know that Xander Bogarts, everybody's, like, flaunting that he is the first and only player to hit home runs in four countries while playing an MLB game. So this doesn't include World Baseball Classic stuff because clearly he was in Taiwan for that. But when the Red Sox and Yankees were in England, he had home run. And then there's the U.S. and Canada thing. And now Mexico as well. 30 hits in that first game. So I don't know how things have been going today. But Codify Baseball on Twitter had an interesting comparison. They said in, in New York on April 3rd, Anthony Rizzo, random home run, hit it, and it went 106 miles an hour, 31 degree angle. It went 387 feet. Brandon Crawford, Mexico City, hit a home run, 105.7 miles an hour, so pretty comparable. Same angle, 31 degrees, went 455 feet. So 
I don't know. Despite the oxygen concern, though, the uh, the Padres had three stolen bases, including Nelson Cruz. So he stole a base the first day and got a triple the second. Just Here. FYI, it was, in fact, Manny Machado who it had was. two home runs during during that game. Yep. All right. Yep. He is mighty fit. Have you noticed him lately? He's very fit. I pay fit attention to him. He's fit. Sure. So this. Where, where does he compare to, I don't know, the like, Castellanos sort of smooth Oh, factor. I don't know. He's yeah. He's got to be getting there. Yeah. I think he's he's aging well. He's a okay. better old guy than he was a young guy. Let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know who's not happy about this, though? Who's not happy? The pitchers. Oh, sure. It is not bode well for good pitchers. for yeah. their ERAs, yeah. right? So the first game, each team went through six pitchers. Also, it does not bode well for shortening the game. <laughs> the first game was three hours and 44 minutes, which is over an hour over the average MLB game right now. And they were using MLB rules, right? So there were yeah. still pitch clocks and all of those things. It was an MLB it game. It was just there were so many home runs. So many. That, that just takes a long time to run around all of those bases, especially at high altitude. Yeah. And, and, and you know I, they're not pushing it when it's a home run trot. Right, that's like, true. I, huh, gonna, I can't. I can't. I'm, I can't. <laughs> take my time on this one. But there. But it's going to be so much fun to watch that who the fuck cares that it's taking that long. Right. Like, if I'm going to watch 11 home runs, I'm not going to complain right. about anything else. Right. The players are having fun with it. I saw a sombrero in the San Diego dugout. Also, San Diego, like being the home team of this, got a little bit of a star treatment when they got there. When they when they got into their lockers, they had presents from Mexican swag bags. Swag, yeah, but they were like super special gifts from Mexican athletes. So they had lucha libre masks, which are those <laughs> wrestling masks that were in their City Connect colors. <gasps> That were gifted to them from Rey Mysterio. Now, I don't watch wrestling, so I had no fucking idea who this guy is. But look up his Wikipedia page. He's so impressive. He's a, he's a WWE star. And he is, he's actually Rey Mysterio Jr. His dad was a wrestler. His kid is going to be a wrestler. And they're doing some wrestling things together. But he's a super big, experienced star and apparently also a Padres fan. He was he was born um, outside of San Diego, so ah, he grew up with Padres. Sure. But he debuted wrestling in Mexico, okay. and then has a very long and funky career. They also got a Me- a set of Mexican flag boxing gloves from Brandon Romero, another athlete I had no clue about, who is UFC champion because he does mixed martial arts. So, go mm. figure. Not not a diehard fan of that, huh? Yeah. Uh, not my thing. The fighting, I just don't like fighting. And, you know, even when we were watching hockey the other night, I was like, I under- checking, I get it. I don't understand why you have to punch someone. You just like, why punching is okay? So in, I in don't hockey. care for mixed martial arts. I don't care for boxing, but yeah. I, I don't <laughs> mind a little fighting hockey on the ice. fight because, frankly, they've asked for it. All right. Yeah. Well, so that's the fun that's going on in Mexico. Also, check out Nelson Cruz's Instagram. And at this point, actually, it's been reposted by tons of Instagrams, including the Padres and MLB, I believe. The locker room party with the pinata is very amusing with the masks and the sombrero action. Another good video to check out that I believe will be in our show notes is Hunter Pence went as an ambassador for the Giants. Oh, sure. And there's a little Hunter Visits Mexico 10-minute video that you can find on YouTube. Does he which, check out coffee? Because he's a coffee guy oh, now. Oh, I don't know. House. He checks out Lucha Libre, though. There's a there's a little bit of him at the wrestling match. I, I bet he does. Yeah. Oh, I definitely yeah. want to see that. This couple of games, the series in Mexico, had a lot of people talking about 
is Mexico, is this their pitch for mm. an expansion team? MLB has said, we're not talking expansion right now because we've got issues with the A's, we've got issues with Tampa Bay, <laughs> trying to issues. figure out their yeah. ballpark situations. Those seem to be settling, which leads people to believe that MLB is ready to think about really? expansion. And as Potty Mouth pointed out, Mexico had a big splash in the World Baseball Classic. There yeah. are, I think, 15 Mexicans who play in Major League Baseball currently. It's clearly a huge sport. Yep. So is this a place for an expansion team? And everyone who is paying attention to the details behind it said, nope. Yeah. Nope. It- I don't think it could work. So Sean Manea has a good quote on this. He said, if they're cool with the average ERA being a six, <laughs> like it's just not so the that equal there, there are, grounds. Yeah. So there are a bunch of reasons. One of them yeah. is absolutely the altitude and its effect yeah. on statistics. One of them is currently there's not a ballpark that can seat more than 25,000 people. Right. This one's 20,000. Yeah, yeah. The Diablo Rojos. So it might be beautiful, but yeah. it's not big enough for MLB right. standards. There are safety concerns. Because we're like that. People are going to get kidnapped because people get kidnapped. And so all of a sudden that is on the list of things that that MLB apparently is considering. There's also an economic piece to it because of wages in Mexico. Mm. And then you drop in these Major League Baseball players. And you drop in if you need to build a stadium in the United States good or bad there's usually public funding involved that's right. probably not going to be the case so there are a lot of things that come into play with that and some of them clearly are more important than other things but there are many and so don't hold your breath on an expansion team coming to Mexico City anytime soon I think that the visiting is a lovely thing but I think that it's not necessary to do to do the expansion. Right. I just want to quickly check to see what the score is before we sign off of this, just to see if there's any stuff flying. And I can't scroll coherently enough. It's only four to three at the end of the seventh. You know why they're very tired from all that high <laughs> home run trotting that they were might doing have yesterday. Been it. That totally might have been yeah. it. Yeah. I just besides the Padres, and here's a little bit of vocabulary lesson for y'all too. Um, besides the Padres being the home team for the series, it's kind of ironic that what a Mexican slang term, and this is only in Mexico, if you want to say that's cool, you say que padre, which huh. I never understood because it, mean, it means what, what, dad. what dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I And dads are known for their cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, the dad joke, dad bod, yeah. dad jean. Yeah, but if you yeah. if you travel to Mexico and you want to say, hey, that's cool, just say, que padre. Don't do it anywhere else because they will look at you like you have two heads. What do you mean, what? Dad? Yeah, because we, I, I work yeah. with somebody from Mexico and a bunch of students from Central America, and every time she says that, they all laugh. <laughs> like, but but it's a thing. So does that equate it with que lo que? Yes, absolutely. Look at me. Absolutely. Look, look at me. Look at me. Spanish <laughs> and, phrases. And Spanish slang. That's perfect. That is beautiful. And and for those of you who haven't been as close attention as, as Patty, the que lo que is, is Dominican. Yep. For like, what's up? But it's it's like the known to phrase. If you're in the Dominican Republic, you should say, you should know que lo que. If you're in Mexico, you should know que padre. Wow. And never the yeah. two shall mix. We, Abs- have, <laughs> we have this fantasy baseball boyfriend oh, league. Cow. And I'm just happy to say I'm no longer in the basement. I'm going to give you the top five because Bono's Boyfriend is still number one by a whole bunch. The A's Suck Badly is number two. And All That Jazz, number three. 
the kids. Check them out. The kids are number four. The set it and forget it kids are number four. And number five, you may know her from podcasts like No Crying in Baseball, the potty mouth <laughs> Posse. Woo. Posse is number five. Number five. Very exciting. Very exciting. So go everybody. Yeah, I just want to note that Bo not only won last year, our friend Brian, but has had a commanding lead. So I've been doing a little bit of spying on his strategy, and I, I need to uh, figure things out. He knows how to put pitchers on the bench, and I need to get pitchers on the bench so I can get more pitcher backup, I think. Hey, we don't have a baseball game lined up for a while, do we? We don't. We are momentarily going to be watching hockey, and I, sure. I really, really hope that goes well. But baseball, you know, the next game that I actually have tickets to is with your kid and my kid to the Mets in New York against Cleveland. Well, as long as you take the intern, I don't feel bad about you not taking me. <laughs> That's good. The important and thing you is, well, give me some Cleveland gear. Will, will I get? Will I get a present from that one? Yes, you actually, you absolutely will. If we do, if we make it, I'm a little nervous about this because, like, it's a bobblehead giveaway. It's a Francisco Lindor, the grass actually grows bobblehead. I think it's like a Chia Pet kind of situation where the grass grows around Lindor. But they're only giving out 15,000. Like, the O's and the Nats give out 25. Yeah. And less people, fewer people, Thank go you. to those games than go to City Field. So, we are going to hopefully go there early and not just waste several hours hanging out at City Field. I hope that we get you a bobblehead. We will get you a bobblehead. That's our mission. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that because Lindor fan since, you know, back when he was with yeah. Cleveland. And Cleveland is yeah. the opposing team, so it's pretty exciting. It's all very poetic. It's all very poetic. I don't know. What else you got going on this week? So anybody who is a D.C. area friend, please meet us <gasps> next Saturday. We are going to be at the Tacoma Park Beer Fest. There has been little to no advertisement. So if you want to know where it is, how to get there, what time it is, this is on Saturday, May 7th in... Sixth. Sixth. Yep. Yep. Oops. Saturday, May 6th in Tacoma Park. If you are within distance of coming to hang out with us at the beer fest, there's going to be a lot of beer and we might actually be pouring it for you. So if you, yep, we absolutely will because that's our favorite job. It will be yes. at the VFW. Please note it's at a different location. I'm worried yeah. that a lot of people are going to go to the wrong yeah. place. And it's so, far, far, far. Yeah. So, so super fun thing. We will in fact be pouring and drinking beer because it's yes. really out of character for us, but it's for a good cause. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and sure. do that. If you have corrections, if you need <laughs> if you need directions to the beer fest, if you just have some fun things to chat with us about, please find us on social media. You can find us on Twitter, NCIB Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, our No Crying and B-Ball. You want to throw some money at us? We would adore that. We are, we are really reasonable fees, like a dollar a month, and you get to have access to our Patreon content. We're trying to put a few fun things on there sporadically, but that's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash No Crying and B-Ball. I think that's right. Yeah. Find yeah, us, I'm support pretty sure us, that's right. and thank there you to go. everybody who does it. I really am amazed by our Patreon friends. I we appreciate really, you we really so appreciate much. you guys. We do. If you have friends and family you think would like to hear us talk about baseball, please feel free to let them know about the podcast. Leave us a rating or a review if you can. We need you to please make sure you are boosted because you're going out in public, people. Send your game balls to Meredith Fight the Man. It's the right thing to do. And until next week, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth.
That'll teach me to try to like ring the last of the beer out of well, the um, out of the can, because because cans really don't ring. <laughs> cans don't ring. Yeah.